Welcome to the Dominating Diabetes Podcast, a platform created for people of color dedicated to providing the education needed to dominate diabetes and other chronic health-related issues through holistic nutrition. I am your host, Medina Henry, functional nutritional therapy practitioner, meal prep guru, plant-based advocate, and founder of Queen Eats Nutrition, a brand and business aimed at helping people of color dominate diabetes through a plant-based lifestyle. In today's episode, we are talking all about how to dominate diabetes by first dominating stress. Get ready for a great episode. This is Dominating Diabetes. I am so excited to be here with you guys today. I am kind of spazzing out a little bit right now at the fact that I'm recording my very first podcast episode ever. I'm just excited to get into this because I've been going back and forth for a while now on whether or not I should even start a podcast. And I finally just decided, you know what? What the heck? Let's try it out. Let's see, you know, what I can give the people, who I can reach, who I can help. Why not? You know? So here I am, just excited to give you what's on my heart to give. And I know that it's going to be so helpful for so many of you. So before I even start, I just want to say thank you for being here. Thank you for taking the time out to listen to this podcast. I'm just excited to share this space with you. And I look forward to connecting with you in this way with each podcast episode that comes to life. So again, thank you so much just for tuning in and being present with me right now. Now, I'm not going to lie, it's going to get pretty, you know, raw and authentic around here because I'm a toddler mom, so you never know what you're going to hear, all right? You just heard my son in the background probably watching his little Minions movie. So look, it, it just is what it is, all right? But don't let that distract you from the information, all right? So let's go ahead and jump into this episode. I'm really excited about this one. I wanted to really start this off with a bang, if you want to call it that, and I want to talk about something that I feel is the foundation for overcoming diabetes. I think when you have a podcast that's named Dominating Diabetes, you got to come strong. You know what I mean? Because there are so many people in the world, in the United States alone, that are living with diabetes. And I want to first and foremost say that if, in case you didn't know, diabetes, type 2 diabetes is 100% preventable and reversible. I don't care who you've talked to, what doctor you've seen. I don't care what opinion, what other opinions you've heard that tell you that you will have to live with this your entire life or be on medication your entire life. It's not true. It is 100% reversible, preventable, and you can do it. And that's why I, I wanted to start this podcast to give you the information that you need in order to really truly understand that and make diabetes a thing of the past for you. So like I said, I want to talk about what I feel is sort of the foundation for overcoming type 2 diabetes, but also every other health-related issue as well, whether that be weight loss, skin issues, lower back pain, low energy, sex drive, heart issues, whatever it may be. This is the number one thing that needs to be addressed before you can overcome any of those other things. And obviously, you can tell by the title of this episode, exactly what I'm talking about. And that is stress. Stress is so extremely, extremely crucial to our health because it literally dictates how well our bodies function. Like when you're under stress of any kind, but mostly, you know, especially not mostly, but especially emotional stress, there is a cascade of events 
that takes place in the body where it's like one thing happens and another thing happens and another thing and your body is in such a state of chaos and that's where the imbalances start happening that lead to the development of diabetes obviously in conjunction with what you're eating but it all starts with stress you can't even begin to address the nutritional imbalances or the lifestyle choices like lack of exercise and whatever else until we get our stress under control. I think you can agree with me when I say that now more than ever, probably ever before, our stress levels are through the roof. Stress has become the new normal. It's almost like if you're not stressed out about something, something is wrong with you. That's how normal, right, quote unquote normal, or accustomed to stress we are. We're burned out, overworked, irritable, and obviously sick. But here's the thing that I've come to notice myself is that, especially in the Black community, we've grown so accustomed to functioning this way for so long because in a lot of situations, we feel like we have no choice, first of all, and we've learned how to adjust and get by with the weight of the world on our shoulders because we have to be super mom or super dad. We have bills that need to be paid, obviously. Errands need to be ran. We feel like we always have to be busy, but we're not necessarily being productive, which is very frustrating for a lot of us, or we feel like we're very complacent. Jobs need to be worked. Something always needs to be done or figured out. Or on top of that, again, going back to the black mentality, I mean, I'm a black woman, grew up in a black household, so I know how it goes. A lot of times for us, people of color, we're raised in households where you just sort of deal with things. You don't necessarily talk about what's going on. You don't necessarily express your feelings. It's almost foreign or forbidden, in a sense, for us to even admit that we're stressed out. And I'm not saying that it's right or wrong. I'm just saying the reality of the situation is that we as people of color run the highest risk of developing type 2 diabetes. And it's no coincidence as to why when you consider the amount of stress that we're under and that we've been under for so long, like not even just talking about for so long as an individual, I'm talking about through the generation, right? Like stress that has just been kind of passed on from generation to generation. I just said, growing up in black households, we don't really express ourselves. It's kind of like we live by the, what happens in this house stays in this house, which, okay, I get it. You know what I'm saying? But sometimes we need to be able to say, you know, this isn't working for me, or I'm stressed out, or this is what's going on. Like mental health, obviously, right? And then there's the flip side of it, where we begin to recognize this as a problem, right? And we realize, okay, I do need to start prioritizing myself. I, I do need to start saying no to things. And then once we come to that realization, it's like we start guilt tripping ourselves for taking care of ourselves. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's almost like we question ourselves and it's like, how how is the world going to function without us? You know, so then we get back into saying yes to everything. We get back into volunteering, even when we really don't feel like it, even when we've barely slept, even when we haven't made time to eat, because somebody's got to do it. And if I don't say yes, it's not going to get done. It's going to look really bad. The world's going to stop turning like this. <laughs> this is what we tell ourselves. And I laugh now because this was totally 100 percent me. 
I am describing myself to you right now. If I'm not talking about anyone else right now, I'm talking about the Medina I used to be to a T. And it's a problem. African and Mexican Americans are the two largest ethnic groups most likely to develop type 2 diabetes. 1.5 million cases of diabetes are diagnosed in the United States every single year. That doesn't even include other countries, you guys. That include that that's just the United States. 1.5 million cases every single year. So if these are the statistics, then clearly there's a problem. There's a clear problem, right? So let's go ahead and jump into it. So how does stress contribute to diabetes, right? That's that's the question. How does stress contribute to diabetes? Here's what happens. First of all, we know that, or, or maybe you don't know and you're here to get educated and that's fine too, but type 2 diabetes is technically the loss of cell function in the pancreas. So the pancreas isn't working properly. This is an issue because the pancreas is responsible for releasing the hormone insulin. And insulin is what helps to control your blood sugar, right? Now I say technically because that is technically the definition of type 2 diabetes. However, when you hear the pancreas isn't working properly, a lot of times it's assumed that it's unable to release insulin altogether. And that's not true. In fact, that would be type 1 diabetes if the pancreas no longer creates insulin at all. With type 2 diabetes, yes, the pancreas is impaired. However, it still has the ability to release insulin. But what happens is the cells in the bloodstream are resistant to it. So think of insulin as a key, right? A key that unlocks the cells to let sugar in right? What happens when you are insulin resistant is that the insulin is there, but it has issues unlocking the cells to where they'll open up and take the sugar in. So then what ends up happening is the sugar and the insulin just remains in the bloodstream. And that is insulin resistance. Insulin resistance defines type 2 diabetes. You are type 2 diabetic because your cells refuse insulin, period. So now the question is, how did you get to the point of insulin resistance, right? Because if you weren't resistant to insulin, you wouldn't have diabetes. So follow me. Here's what happens. Under chronic stress, so we're stressing about life, we're stressing about what's going on, we're unhappy, stress, 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 all about all around us and all that kind of stuff. So when you're under chronic stress, a hormone called cortisol is released from your adrenal glands. The adrenal glands are the little sacs that sit on top of the kidneys. So if you go to Google a picture of the kidneys, you'll see tissue, right, that sits on top of the kidneys, one on each kidney. Those are the adrenal glands. That's where the hormone cortisol is released from. Cortisol is released under any kind of stress. So as a diabetic who is insulin resistant, we know that we already have high levels of glucose or sugar 
that's in the bloodstream. We already know that that's a factor already, right? This makes sense because we just said that the cells refuse to take the sugar in to be used as energy. So it's just floating around in the bloodstream now. So with this increased amount of sugar in the blood, that puts stress on the body. Sugar isn't supposed to just remain in the blood. Sugar is meant to either be stored or used. So now you have this high cortisol output that was brought on by high emotional stress and the glucose in your bloodstream. So you have two different types of stress that is causing the release of this cortisol. So this cortisol is just being pumped, 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 right? Cortisol interferes with the production of insulin because insulin is used to lower the blood sugar. What happens when we eat, our blood sugar naturally rises, insulin gets pumped out from the pancreas, and that causes the blood sugar to stabilize. That's what happens in a normal body, right? However, when you're stressed and cortisol is released, this raises the blood sugar, which means on top of the sugar that's already in your bloodstream, cortisol is causing more sugar to be dumped into your bloodstream. And what happens when more sugar is dumped into your bloodstream? That is leading to more insulin resistance. So you're becoming even more insulin resistant. It's like adding fuel to the fire, literally. There's already high levels of sugar in the blood. Cortisol just adds more. Now, cortisol is kind of like the big guns, right? It's obviously known as the stress hormone, which now makes sense why, but it's not a hormone that you want firing all the time. But what happens is under prolonged stress, that's exactly what's happening. That's exactly what's happening is just you're adding that fuel to the fire all the time around the clock, right? So I don't want you to get it wrong. Cortisol is obviously a necessary hormone, right? There's nothing in the body that's unnecessary, right? So if we have these different types of hormones, it's necessary, right? But when used the right way in a normal functioning body, you know what I mean? Because of insulin resistance, it's compromised, right? So cortisol is necessary in the body because cortisol is what controls the fight or flight response of the body. So for example, if you're in a life-threatening situation, your heart beats faster, you begin breathing faster, and your entire body becomes tense and ready to take action. It's like a gas pedal in a car. It gives the body sort of a burst of energy so that it can respond to the perceived dangers. But again, the body doesn't need to be on edge like that all the time. Because if it is, that means your heart rate is always raised. Your heart is pumping faster and harder than it needs to 24-7, which leads to its own issues like heart attack and stroke, right? Your blood pressure increases and stays elevated, which again, heart issues. And your blood sugar also increases because the fight or flight response, like we said before, literally triggers a big sugar dump into the bloodstream to be used as energy, to either fight or flee. So now you see how this never-ending cascade effect between stress, hormones, and blood sugar happens. And until you stop this merry-go-round of emotions, starting with addressing your stress levels and implementing practices that can help 
greatly reduce the amount of stress you're under, until you do that, it'll be impossible to dominate diabetes. Now, some people might ask, well, why, why start there? Why not, you know, start with addressing the diet first? Because here's the truth of the matter. You can be consuming the best, freshest, organically grown, minimally processed, properly prepared, cleanest diet on the entire face of the earth, in the entire world. But if your hormones are out of whack and all over the place, all you're doing is wasting your money. And that's exactly what type 2 diabetes uh, uh, does. It's, it's a, a hormone thing. Your hormones are crazy. They're out of balance, right? Because when you're stressed, your body has an impaired ability to function properly. We've been over this. This includes your digestive system, the system that breaks down your food and allows your body to absorb it. Stress affects your nervous system as well, which means, again, hormones. So is diet important? Obviously, yes, 100%. 100% I'll never downplay the the importance of eating a healthy diet, right? However, you can't do anything with diet until you tackle the mental first, the stress. Then you can start peeling back the layers in a sense and start addressing things like diet, food allergies, gut health, which is largely connected to the stress response, you know, being more active, all the stuff that then, you know, you can, you'll have the ability to address when you're not so stressed out, right? So yeah, I, I, hopefully I was able to bridge the gap between stress and diabetes in a way that was easy to understand. I know this was a shorter episode, but I hope you're able to walk away from this episode with a better understanding of how your stress level dictates your success in being able to dominate diabetes. If you're listening to this podcast right now, thank you so much for joining me for more helpful tools and information. And just to keep in touch with me if you're interested um, or if you're needing someone to just connect with on your journey to dominating diabetes, come on over to Instagram and follow me at Queen Eats Nutrition. You can also follow my business page on Facebook also, Queen Eats Nutrition. That's Q-U-E-E-N-E-A-T-Z Nutrition. Also, if this was helpful to you, it would mean a lot to me if you would leave me a review so this can reach more people and so we can create a a community of support, information, success in our health journeys, all of that. If you know someone who could benefit from this, share it with them. That also helps me a lot. Once again, thank you for tuning in. I'll be back soon with another episode. Enjoy the rest of your day, night, wherever you are in the world, and I'll catch you in the next one. Bye.